0: Hello! Greetings, humans.
1: Thanks for coming back. Welcome back to Unsensational. This uh, this week's episode is brought to you by the letter...
0: He. For period care, porn, and pussy. Oh my. We have a lot to talk about today.
1: <laughs> it's the triple threat <laughs> cheers <laughs> I know I don't know what to because I want it to be quiet for a hot sec that way you can edit it however you need to but then after that I'm like mm, when do we break? That's fine I temporarily forgot our third word so that's why there was too long of a pause between him, pussy <laughs> <laughs> and pneumonia tear What do we want to do today?
0: Try to take over the world. Who's pinky and who's brain? (laughs) Can we switch each episode? (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I feel feel like that's a lot
0: of weight to carry on our shoulders otherwise (laughs) (laughs) for either pinky or the brain.
1: (laughs) I feel like I'm very pinky, but I'm like an aggressive pinky. And you are brain a hundred percent, but like with pearls.
0: I love how you keep mentioning that on social media. Like it's my defining attribute. i just like to say for the record, these are fake plastic pearls. With the way you keep talking about it, I should invest in a real (laughs) pair.
1: It just, it just cracks me. It's It's just something that cracks me up because I do know that at least when I've seen you before and you're like, okay, like I just have to get in a good headspace of like getting ready that you'll like put in pearl earrings. That way you're like, okay, like I've got, now it's time to do things. Like for some people that's putting on a bra, but for you, you're like, need my pearls. It's true.
0: It's true. I need earrings. Pearls are my like default. I'm sitting and even looking at my earring tree because I have that many earrings. I have a cute little three tier stand, almost like an afternoon tea stand. <laughs> and that's how I feel ready for the day is I put on a pair of earrings. That's how, you know, I'm going through a bad time in my life.
1: The fact that I'm not wearing earrings. Mm-hmm. I, so I, Pearls don't match my aesthetic and not that I have much of an aesthetic to protect. That's not, there's not much of one there. You, you have your own aesthetic. Don't, don't lie But I like the, I like dingly ones. Like I have the ones that my aunt made for me where like on one side, it's a little fork and on the other, it's a little knife and a little spoon. I like those. I like my skull guys. I have like little bird skulls. But I do, I like the dangly things.
0: That's you falling into the woman who left woman stereotype <laughs> of <laughs> those handcrafted, unique, dangly earrings. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I have several pairs. I have a pair of, granted they're holiday themed, so it probably doesn't really count, but I have a pair of ribbon candy, a pair of red bows with little jingle bells, Mm. I have witch hats with little feet coming out of the bottom of them.
1: That's cute. But otherwise,
0: my more, like, everyday style, I have a pair of Eiffel Tower earrings, calligraphy nibs, and teacups and saucers. You're pretty gay. I hear ya. I hear you <laughs> on that front. I know, our styles are, that was actually a pretty good personality description of the two of us, our earrings. <laughs>
1: so well I like it
0: notice (laughs) how we both had something Joe had the food related piece but I had the drink related piece for Mm -hmm. tea we both love a good good meal and a good drink
1: life's about balance I also really like it's fun to wear my little silverware ones because if anything if I wear them the correct way then it makes my face the plate which really just works out
0: (laughs) That works amazing. out really well. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, this is how I picked up a girl with my fourth <laughs> and silver and spoon earrings <laughs> by making some joke about your face being up late and about you having tacos later. I thought that was the pickup line you <laughs> were
1: going to use. I wish I had that kind of game, Catherine. Have you ever seen me pull anything like that off? No, no. But now you can. Hey, as long as they don't listen to this podcast, we're please safe. don't They'll mis- never
0: know your secrets. What are we going to talk about next?
1: <laughs> pussy hats? Sex education? <laughs> we can. Oh yeah, let's do that. We can. We can jump over to the pussy hats. There's another women's march coming up in Denver. Mm. Unsurprising. I think a lot of cities have been doing more than one or continuing to do them. There's a lot of controversy because some people who were spearheading the Women's March were pretty anti-Semitic. Yeah. I am not well-versed in what was said or done, but I am taking the word of people who were not welcome in the space because of their backgrounds or ethnicities, or religion. Um, And that's enough for me. I know that there's been a lot of division with the Women's March, who the march is for, because, for instance, where I am, there have been a lot of women and children swooped up by ICE and detained indefinitely, or just for deportation. But because that didn't necessarily affect the lives of predominantly white women who showed up to the women's March, the pussy March, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of frustration saying that. Why haven't you been showing up to the black lives matter protest? Because black women are also having a shit time right now. Why aren't you showing up to the anti-ice protest? Because (laughs) any immigrant woman is having a hard time right now, especially darker skinned and brown immigrant women. So I know that there was a lot of animosity there and that was something that, I don't know, I, I, wish, I wish it hadn't been taken over by people who are touting white feminism. Not that, and this is where, to create some clarification, white feminism doesn't mean that you can't be a feminist because you're white or that because you're white, you're a bad feminist what it does mean is that you have so much privilege from being white that you are not able to see other people's struggles clearly. And because you aren't looking for them or because you haven't been exposed to them, you try to solve problems, but it's negative help. It creates more problems for people that aren't you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I was frustrated with the pussy hats at the women's March because it felt, it felt like a direct callback to what we're constantly telling men that women aren't women, aren't just walking pussies, but to make something fun and to show that you were going to have fun. They made pussy hats and they're pink. And I don't know about you, but not every pussy I've seen has been pink one mm-hmm. two. There are women who don't have pussies. And also, Mm -hmm. just because you have a pussy doesn't mean that you're a woman.
0: True.
1: So I think that something that started off as like this pussy grabs back, which was a showing of like, I'm a woman and I would not appreciate being grabbed in that way. Don't do that. It started getting pushed as this, I don't know, this bejeweled Etsy. Uh, gentrified feminism of how cute can we make it and still get the point across i have frustrations with that and i'm worried about i'm worried about how that's going to affect the way that white women show up for other minority women if they can't make it pretty and do some light decorating
0: as you were talking about the pussy hats it reminded me of International Women's Day, which is in March, I believe, March 8th, I think. And there's been a, in 2020, the theme was to kind of hold out your arms hovering above one another so that each palm was kind of at the elbow of the other, in essence, to make an equal sign. And that was kind of the theme. An equal world is a enabled world, kind of equal for all. But despite what I just said for their theme for International Women's Day, if you look at their logo, it is traditionally that that female sign of the circle, and then kind of the little the little cross beneath it. And I remember having this discussion with some folks that were like that in and of itself is exclusionary to refer to that as kind of like the female sex for what is identified as being a woman. And Mm -hmm. there was some of those conversations we were having at work as part of our diversity and inclusion. And while some of those conversations were happening amongst us, trying to figure out how to plan the event and what logos should we put up to make sure everyone feels inclusive? At the other end of that spectrum, we had a couple of male colleagues email back to us asking if they could participate in International Women's Day. Because we were hosting various like raffles and quizzes. And they thought it was only for women. No. It's not. It's for everyone to participate in, to make it a more inclusive and equal space and to champion for peoples who are at a disadvantage and just to increase visibility on some issues that are unique to women. And I was just flabbergasted at that. I'll say right now, the fact that some people thought they just weren't allowed to participate or that it just wasn't for them. So I'm just gonna not pay attention.
1: But that's an issue that you and I have seen in so many different areas, like um, to relate it to something that you and I have have both shared, homophobia. Mm -hmm. Homophobia is not a queer person problem. It's not a homo problem. Homophobia, I mean, it comes from a lot of places, but just to go with an opposite here, it's a straight person problem. Anti-Black racism is a white person problem. Mm -hmm. The subjugation of women is a man's problem. And I don't mean that every man creates this problem, but I mean that in this instance, the reason it is so important for men to learn about women who have done important things in history, women who are doing things that are important right now, reminding people that women are people. The reason that is so important is because if a man can finally get that and see it and understand that there is personhood and human, humanness and an identity and importance here, Perhaps the next time a man mouths off to a woman in a way that is entirely inappropriate, rather than the woman being by herself, perhaps that's a time to ally yourself in this situation, okay, to verb it and speak up. Because if somebody already doesn't like women, they're not going to listen to a woman say, we're important we need men to do that we need men to help it's a man's problem yes you need to take part in this and not and again not only should you want to not only can you you like it, it's got to be you, you should <laughs> you should take part in this absolutely
0: exactly what you were talking about reminded me of something that i saw on your social media account recently Oh, White supremacy won't die until white people see it as a white issue they need to solve rather than a black issue they need to
1: empathize with. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it goes back to that niceness thing that we've always talked about. White people want to be nice so bad. Especially as women, and I'm not going to give white women an out on this because white women are the people that elected Trump, and I'm not going to pass by that. What I will say is that women, since we're little, are always told to be nice, regardless of race. I think we're taught to be nice and accommodating. And I think that whiteness definitely talks about niceness as one of the most important things you can do. Oh, hey, be nice, be nice, be nice. Don't fight. It's okay. Let's use our words. Mm -hmm. Well, Little Timmy's a fascist. I'm done using my words. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Little Timmy's going to make me go back on parole.
0: It's also the same, the same concept for niceness about, you know, when maybe you are in that situation and it's someone kind of making a, a sexist or racist remark. And maybe, you know, you've had years of it. And today, you've just had enough, it's already a bad day, and you snap back at them. And they're immediately like, whoa, she's being kind of bitchy, or immediately write it off. Again, that's a moment to be an ally, to step up and say something so it's not just, once again, someone's validation of a stereotype that they have, but also there comes a point where you're just sick and tired of being nice. Did you watch that video that I think became viral a while back, but it was 10 hours of walking in New York city as a woman. It's a fairly young, attractive woman in a black t-shirt, black jeans, walking 10 hours. And I'm looking up some information about it now so I can get the facts. And it was a 24 year old released in 2014. And it 108 instances of cat calls and street harassment of just hello, good morning, comments on her appearance, attempts to initiate conversation, angry remarks, and men following her for several minutes. And I'm sure there are some people that will watch that and think that's an exaggeration.
1: The first time I remember really being followed. I think I was 12 or 13, but the first time I remember someone saying something to me that I didn't understand, but I did not like the tone. And I only later understood what the words meant. Uh, I was 11. Mm. Yeah. I was a kiddo when these things started and they continue And that's what's scary is, you know, it starts so young for some women and then it just continues on and on and on. And that's not even taking into account queer women who look either obviously queer or prefer to be androgynous or non-binary people or people who, you know, dress on purpose to put a lot of genders forward. That's not even talking about the kind of harassment that you get for being a queer femme presenting person or a queer woman that's just womanhood yeah
0: you
1: know that doesn't even touch into the hey can i just watch you guys like just kiss just a little bit or um my friends and i are having a party it's going to be me a couple of friends but if you guys wanted to stay the night we could always do something fun together (laughs) i'd like to at least watch um No, thank you. Please go back under the rock from which you crawled.
0: I I feel that at least me as a woman, there's always this fine line to walk between you're so sick of it. What can you say to stand up for yourself versus am I positive that I'm in a safe space And is this somewhere where I can engage in this conversation or I'll be backed up or I'll be okay? And it's, I know we're talking about this and it's very fitting as we're recording this episode on October 6th, which is the anniversary of Matthew Shepard, who was beaten and tortured and left to die in Wyoming. And he was a gay um student.
1: This is one of the first hate crimes that I learned about it for the queer community, not in general, but it's hard. It
0: happened in 1998. For anyone who thinks this is no longer an issue or we're bringing up old news about what happened in Laramie, Wyoming, I would like to point you to the presidential nominations of this past year in 2020, where all of the states named their, who would be receiving their votes for the president. And it was often split by Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Matthew Shepard's parents announced the votes for the state of Wyoming. So no, this isn't by any means ancient history Are no longer relevant to what's happening today because it still is. Absolutely.
1: And I think that when we look at someone in the community and we start looking at, you know, how they identified who they were in the community, you can also start to look at life expectancy. We have related, but also separate. uh, The murders of trans people in 2020 surpassed the total for 2019, and they have in just seven months. At least 28 trans people have been murdered or, or at least had like suspicious deaths so far. Those are ones that have been reported. Those are ones where the person has actually been identified as a trans person instead of someone just wiping off. <laughs> whatever they thought was unimportant from what i know and from what i've read and it may have changed since i last checked but i think the the life expectancy of trans women in the united states specifically i believe trans women of color it's slightly less it's about 35 years old yeah yeah So it's, um, it's an everyone problem. And again, there's this thing where transphobia is a cis person thing. And I am excited to know that there are some States that are looking to ban entirely the gay panic or trans panic defense. I hope they do. I hope every single case where people have used trans or gay panic is looked at again because it never should have been used as a defense. I have had people hit on me that I haven't wanted to. I've had people make advances that I haven't wanted to and um, haven't killed them. I have been getting physical in the nice way with people and there were things that were unexpected that happened Sometimes I decided that that was the end of the evening. Sometimes I didn't. But that's kind of like being a adult. Like, hey, I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with this. This is where my boundaries are. Let's respect those. Great. Thank you. So it's a, it's a current problem for everyone in our community and... my hope is that we start to see the lifespans of trans people get longer and longer. That'd be really nice. I would love to see more trans elders. We have lesbian elders. We've got them. We've got gay elders. We have drag queen elders. We have so many people in the community that either have known their identity and then they've grown old with it or have finally gotten their identity and found it or known it later in their life, but I would like to see more trans elders. Keep these people alive, please. (laughs) Please, cis people. Love the trans people, treasure them, protect them.
0: When I first heard the term gay panic, I only knew it from a like positive cutesy side of I'm a woman and I think the barista at Starbucks was hitting on me because she commented on my rainbow earrings made out of clay and ooh, I went into a gay panic however uh, that is not at all what this is about I, I know no, you no. outlined it but- <laughs> For other members in our audience who may be very naive on this topic, it is, as Joe said, the defendant claims, my source is Wikipedia here, that they acted in a state of violent, temporary insanity, claiming assault or murder because of unwanted same-sex sexual advances, advances, excuse me, that -hmm. the same-sex advances were so offensive or frightening that they were provoked into reacting, were temporarily insane. Again, something that you would think, oh, we've already gotten past that, that can't still possibly be a thing. Uh, No, you're wrong, is always the story when it comes to LGBTQ (laughs) rights. (laughs) In 2018, it was proposed by a senator and representative in Massachusetts, which would ban gay and trans panic defense at the national level, that bill died. And just in 2020, that's this year folks, was it banned in several states, New Jersey, Washington, and Colorado. That's embarrassing. We have many more states than just three. <laughs> <laughs> For those playing at home.
1: <laughs> that's, that's not a great amount. It's it's baffling to me that that's a thing, considering that... I mean, that can be used regardless of how you identify. If you think that someone who's your same gender is hitting on you and you don't want them to... And you attack them you can use that defense i mean that it's it's possible and so i want to know if we have that can we have a straight panic because i think any or maybe just a panic maybe that's just what i want for people like me just a panic defense we're like if someone's hitting on me and i don't want them to and i happen to assault them i can use it i'm just kidding that is not something that i actually want i just think that it's absurd that it's gay panic and trans panic i'm baffled i'm embarrassed that these things exist like it's embarrassing to be in the united states it's also embarrassing to be in the united states because it's possible that a piece of legislation that's only about 5 years old a ruling that's only five years old could get overturned. Hey, Catherine, what's that? What's that thing that went to the Supreme Court that might be happening? It's very exciting. Not same-sex marriage. Yeah,
0: and striking it down. You sent me a TikTok about things that are true that don't actually make sense. Trump announced he was running for president before same-sex marriage was allowed federally. Everyone stop and angrily simmer with that for a moment. Donald Trump announced he was running for the presidency longer than same-sex marriage has been allowed federally. Mm -hmm. Also, for the record, it's not just those three states that have banned gay and trans panic defense. A couple of other states have, maybe a total of 11 in the United States. So don't mean to offend for any of the others. It was California first in 2014, Illinois in 2017, Rhode Island in 2018, they banned it. And in 2019, we had Connecticut, Hawaii, Maine, Nevada, and New York the former point still stands while 11 is greater than three it is significantly less than all the states we have in the united states of america
1: look neither of us are like solid mathematicians but we can both recognize that it's it is it's embarrassing it's embarrassing to think that I feel like every, like there are those dumb laws that are everywhere. Like I think technically in Denver, you can't, it's illegal to loan your vacuum cleaner to your next door. Neighbor. Like just dumb yeah. laws like that. Like who took the time and money to put that on the books and why should we now take the time and money to take it off the books? Like who put the time and money into that being their, their case? I panicked because they were gay.
0: And yet we all very easily readily agree at some point in time in the past that it's, it's illegal for you to loan your vacuum cleaner to, to your neighbor. Right. Yet something, as you keep mentioning, something is seemingly obvious and no nonsense. You don't even have to think twice about it for the fact that, oh, I claim a temporary insanity because... Getting hit on by someone who's the same gender as me is just so ugh, repulsive, inoffensive, that that's actually allowed to stand up a court.
1: The logic doesn't work in my brain. Like I, I try to get through it and it just doesn't work because my brain automatically, well, yes, it's important to be able to say that certain instances do stand on their own. And for anything, I'm trying to relate this enough in a way for my brain to understand it, to be like, okay, who would be hitting on me to the point where I would want to attack them instead of flee. And so I think part of that comes from, you know, being a man. Okay. So if I were a man and someone was hitting on me so aggressively that I had to assault them, like, is, is that, is that fear Or like, is that because they feel insulted because they assume that all gay men are like diet women, somehow effeminate, which means that if you were into it, you would also be effeminate, which means that you're not a man, which means that you're less than. Or is this cycle that they liked it and panicked? That last piece I really don't like. I have a really tough time saying that all homophobes are closeted queers. All homophobes and all transphobes are just afraid because they they like these things. I
0: feel like that's a very common logical fallacy to fall mm-hmm. into. That that's really not unheard yeah. of. I, I think in part because we've made that a a story sometimes mm-hmm. of like it, it's something to overcome this internalized homophobia that you have to realize your true sense of self so that when that happens, people will often write it off, I guess, as a joke or just not even take it
1: seriously. We went to college with someone who was very homophobic and later in his time there did come out and said yes I was raised a certain way and I was ignorant and afraid and I think I was so staunchly against things because I saw them in myself I'm not saying it doesn't happen but I am saying that like that's not that's not the source of all of it sometimes it's just lack of education lack of exposure I don't know, indoctrination of any kind can also lead to these uh, opinions. But I think that just by saying that, you know, by default, oh, well, he wishes. He was like, no, maybe he doesn't. Oh, well, they, you know, they wish that they were gay. No, but they might not. They might not be gay. They might not be queer. They might not be bi. They might not be trans. They might not be any of these things. It might just be that for 30 years of their life, they've had someone saying, These people are evil, these people hurt children, these people are deviants, they're ruining the world. And when you have that from when you're a child all the way grown up, it creates like a cesspool of negativity around anything. It can do a lot of damage to what it means to come out if you assume that everyone who is a homophobe has yet to come out. I don't think that we can try to pull all those stories together. I don't think that everyone who's in the closet, like hates everyone else in the closet. I was in the closet, but I was like, I love everyone. <laughs> what What's in your brain? No, oh, I
0: was just going to try to come in with a positive note as I know that we've already discussed Halloween and how Halloween is for the gays, but Joe let me know about this extra special secret that's happening in 2020. And we are going to have, get ready everyone, a blue moon on October. Literally once in a blue moon. The last time we had a blue moon on Halloween, we're gonna have now in 2020 was 1944 world
1: war two people (laughs) there's a lot happening normally is there a blue moon but then halloween also falls on daylight savings so we get two extra hours of halloween well it's technically november 1st but it's like the night of you know so like This may finally be the
0: day that I stay up for 24 straight hours. Having never done that, it sounds like there's too many good things going on this day for me to possibly
1: pass up on. You gotta, you gotta. This is the opportunity. Anything that you've ever said, like that only happens once in a blue moon. Whatever it is, make it it happen. Do it on this day. Make it happen. Mm Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do on Halloween? There's nothing to do. Go ahead and go. Whatever it is, make it happen.
0: If you're of legal drinking age before the rest of the world figured this out, at least stock up on a six-pack of Blue Moon and pregame that way. It's only fitting.
1: Get it. Get it ready. Whatever it is. Get everything. Get your Blue Moons. Get every kind of pumpkin beer that you possibly can and sit down on Halloween and just have a day where everything is... For me, it'll be spooky, but maybe for people like Catherine, like spooky, like you know, Rugrats Halloween or like Halloween Town, but only during the day because Calabar can be a little bit scary. It's true. I know that's what's so funny.
0: <laughs> I know we jump topics quite a bit, but hey. That's what you like as the audience. We're always keeping it interesting and got to sprinkle a little bit of fun in here and
1: there. What What kind of fun do you want to jump to? Do you want to do sex ed? Glory holes? Porn? Period care? These are all fun topics to me. (laughs) i think i need a new definition of what the word fun means (laughs) i wanted to go off of period care and just to stop calling it feminine hygiene oh Oh my goodness there's nothing feminine um... about bleeding from your genitals for a week like let's that that's the basis right there and on top of that like there are people who are not feminine who bleed from their genitals yes so just, like, if we have hair care and skin care and wound care, like, just period care. Like, let's just not, let's not, it's, a, you're having your period. And if if people say, like, oh, period, like, that's more slang. Menstrual care. Yeah. Fine. Not that big of a deal. A box of tampons has nothing gross in it. It's no different other than where it goes. Then, like band-aids both clean both completely wrapped
0: so stop taxing the shit out of menstrual care
1: they basically say it's not an essential item it's like a fancy item that you don't need and like okay you know what I, I don't have to use tampons some people do I don't have to use pads some people do. Unless you want all of us free bleeding everywhere, leave, like leave it alone, leave it alone. It it should not be taxed as a luxury, and it is something that is necessary to prevent people from getting sick and having to touch my old blood. Okay. That's, let's not do that. I've been in countless
0: restaurants, rest stops, offices, buildings, where in the woman's bathroom will be a vending machine, essentially, for a tampon or pad. And you got to fork over like
1: 25 or 50 cents if you want one of those as well. Who's going like if you don't need a tampon? Why are you stocking up on them? You you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, maybe I need to use one now and I might put two in my bag. But like, if someone is taking tampons or pads, it's because they need the tampons or pads. Yeah. There's one restaurant in Denver where they put condoms, pads, panty liners, and tampons just in baskets in all restrooms. That's great. There's men's gender neutral, and women's. And in all restrooms, they have these these um, bins, these baskets with that stuff in them because there are plenty of people that bleed from their genitals and plenty of people who want or need condoms. It just makes sense to me. Speaking of which, like don't store a condom in your wallet <laughs> don't store condoms there they rub through if you if you can some of like the little what is it the little game boy cases are the perfect size for condoms they also have actual condom cases that are great for them if you do want to put it in your wallet back pocket wherever they do have an expiration and that's because of the elastic possibly being more likely to break it's not just because they want you to buy new ones. It's like the, the thing that it's being used for it potentially won't do. Use condoms. Use dental dams.
0: I never see dental dams or female condoms anywhere except Pride. <laughs> you can pretty much get anything at Pride to allow you to have a healthy and safe sex life, condoms. Heck yeah. You can also get Mm -hmm. dental dams and female condoms. And my gosh, it's just not something that's talked about, but you, you make a great point. It's, you know, something that can, uh, condoms aren't just as a condoms should not just be used as a type of pregnancy prevention, essentially. It's a bunch of other purposes that allow
1: you to have safe sex just as the same thing with a dental dam. I think that one thing not everyone talks about, and it it really depends like one, where you are in the world and community, but two, even in the queer community, certain groups talk about this and certain groups don't. The term that I'm familiar with is fluid bonding, where you don't use barriers and you're comfortable actually exchanging fluids. I think that that is a great conversation to have with people. One, it brings up the ability for you to be able to talk about what barriers you have, what barriers you're comfortable using, any allergies you have. Two, it can kind of, it feels like a next step Uh of like, this is something like we're not going to use barriers, which can mean that there are certain emotional implications or mental implications of removing that barrier. During sexual activity can bring people closer together it can feel like that's something that's kind of exclusive and so close but I think it also gives people the opportunity to disclose their STI status which is something that isn't talked about enough and is, I think is typically used to like scare people because like my sex ed was like you will get an STI or you will get pregnant, or both, and you're going to regret it. Like nothing went into the fact that all STIs are treatable and manageable. All of them, every single one of them, treatable and manageable. That doesn't mean that you'll test negative for all of them all the time, but it does mean they're treatable and manageable. So I think that If we broke down stigma there, having the STI conversation would be less scary for people who might test positive for something or have a diagnosis. I also think that talking about whether or not you're going to swap fluids would be something important to do so that if you were engaging in sexual activity with someone, it might be a good time to breach that subject with them instead of a day later. Oh, hey, by the way
0: it would be even better to do it before so that way you can just continue on with your activities and also have full faith and confidence that what you're walking into is consensual and you know how to go about Mm -hmm. that to make each other's boundaries feel respected.
1: Exactly. You need to be aware of the risks. And I don't mean because sex is risky. I just mean that when you're kind of in the moment, sometimes risks come up or sometimes People want to engage in behaviors that can be seen as risky. You need to be aware of that. You need to be able to, when you are not in the heat of the moment and you want to say, fuck it, anything goes, to have the conversation, to set yourself up for success, it has to happen before. Everybody wants a good, happy time. Yes,
0: yeah, this is where we go back to talking about porn. I'm sure porn will show you in some way. You'll learn more
1: than you've ever wanted to learn through some of the pornography out there. I am excited to share something with you that I have been meaning to share with you for years. Continue. Mm Crashpadseries.com. It's queer porn made by queer people For queer people in like in a really good space. There's some stuff that I found, and I don't know if they do it anymore, but if you were interested in filming and everything went through, there was a bunch of steps to go through, but like you could go in with your partner, you could go in with a one-night stand, you could, you know, go to someone else who is interested in performing, but like they want like the actual. Sex. So I will give that to you, but I just wanted to be able to provide that to you because it's exciting to know. And I think one, I think it's important to know find porn where you think and you find yourself represented. Two, it's fine to look for things that you are curious about or want to know more about. But if you're going to do that, look for porn made by people who would actually do that thing for fun and not just for show also it's fine and healthy to watch porn that's good it's fine and if you can go with smaller groups like this if you can like pay directly if you can to an artist you know perhaps by OnlyFans, just for fans many vids small curators like this, if you can know that your money is going to the performers, do it. Because in this household, we're sex worker positive. Yes, we are. Absolutely. I mean, hell, if anyone listening has any websites or any series or any creators that genuinely focus in queer representation, let us know. Please. Send it in. Send us links. I'm fine with that. I'll check the emails. I'm all for it. There was a joke where it was, um, do you have rights or are you a Pornhub category? And that's something that hit me right in the noggin. Ew.
0: As someone who's never heard that before, that was just a, oh, I'm a category.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So for anyone who's a category, especially in any of the queer categories, I see you. I'm sorry. That's very funny. (laughs) It hits a little bit, right? Yeah. It gets you. Because no matter what you start thinking of, like there's, and of course people are going to say that not every category, that's fine. It's meant, yes, as a joke, but also it's it's pretty darn true for a lot of people. There are a lot of platforms who have been looking into potentially changing the way that they curate the videos and pictures on their site. A lot of it has to do with what terms they use for specific individuals Hmm. and whether using these terms as categories or as ways to refer to other people is it demeaning? or is it if this person uses this term, it's okay. But then they should also be referred to in the, I don't know, honorific instead of diminutive. Yeah, you know, so it would be if if you use the word dyke, mm-hmm. that is one thing. If you and I are walking on the street and someone says the word dyke to you, I'm gonna need you to spider monkey me to keep me back. I don't know how to run away from this because
0: it's depressing. All those who are in the closet just stay in the closet. It's a better place to be (laughs) in than being a category.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm excited. To continue to see new terms pop up for how people identify, what they do, who with. It's going to be great. And also, it's kind of nice sometimes to just have mystery. Queer. Hi, I'm queer. What flavor? I don't know if I like you enough to tell you that yet. This is a whole conversation that we'd have to have. All right, I think I think this is where we're gonna have to cut people free. I don't think either of us can stand our friends and family hearing any more about this for today. <clears throat> Thanks for hanging out and listening to Unsensational. Um, wherever you're listening to us, subscribe. You can do it, it's just a button, you tap it. Uh, you can rate us, it's like only two more taps to do that. And you're going to rate us five stars because why wouldn't you? Um, if you can, please leave a review. Any kind words would be really helpful. Wherever, Again, wherever you're listening to us, whatever makes you feel happy. Um, if you want to know what else is going to come out, you want to see pictures of us, you're curious about what Catherine looks like when she had long hair, find and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are UnsensationalJK on all platforms. Um, Send us your topic suggestions or any other interesting information via email to unsensationalpodcast at gmail.com or via the contact page on our website, unsensationalpodcast.com. If you want to give us money, and who doesn't, Uh, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash unsensationaljk. Um. This has been unsensational. Goodbye, people. Stay queer.